Enterprise Management 360, your main source for tech news, analysis, podcasts, and videos for the enterprise. Welcome to this EM360 podcast, where we have a weekly conversation with people who are impacting the enterprise tech landscape. My name is Zias Caravalla, founder and principal analyst with ZK Research. Uh, today, I'm joined by a person I've known for a long time, uh, Pankaj Patel, who's CEO of Nile. And we're here to talk about networks and today's innovation model from Edge to Cloud. Uh, welcome, Pankaj. Uh, uh, just give me a quick little bio on yourself and the company that you run. Thank you, Zias, and it's a pleasure to be with you today. And um, uh, before founding Nile, I was at Cisco Systems for more than 20 years. And uh, I was in my last job, um, I was executive vice president and chief development officer at Cisco. And prior to that, I was at Stratacom. Uh, that's how I got into Cisco. And then prior to that, I spent uh, over 15 years in the computer industry. So it's been uh, a pretty long career. Yeah, you've uh, the, your tenure at Cisco was certainly uh, filled with just tremendous innovation. I think when you started at Cisco, it was a relatively small company. And when you exited it, you know, it was the largest, uh, one of the largest IT vendors in the world. So congratulations on that. Thank you. Um, yeah. Now you've been around uh, a long time. I can tell by your bio picture that uh, you got as many gray hairs as I do. And, uh, <laughs> you know, we, we both, you know, been involved in networking for a long time. And um, I want to ask you, when you talk to customers, just what do they think of the network today? You know, I, I started my career as a network engineer and I was a CIO for a while. And, you know, there was a long time where business executives really didn't understand the network or care about it, frankly. And, uh, you know, I'll just give you a data point from my research. 81% of business leaders now believe the network is strategic to the business. And so, you know, over these past you know decades that you've been in, in, in IT and networking, Talk to me about how that network has changed and what customers are telling you now. So um, over these la last few decades, uh, and when I when I got into Stratacom and then into Cisco, um, there was the advent of internet, right? And uh, it was about uh, uh, surfing the net, uh, being able to use networking for the business applications. And this is where... Uh, the frame real applications and the ATM uh, was really coming of age. Uh, and then we quickly moved into the world of IP and which made a ton of sense. And uh, Cisco clearly uh, benefited uh, immensely and um, uh, built a, a very successful company as part of that. Uh, network during this last couple of decades uh, has become front and center to every walk of life, right? What I hear from, especially from the enterprise customers, because we deal more and more with uh, uh, business to business side of the world, uh, the modern enterprises uh, would say that uh, they want uh, really the network to get out of the way, right? So that they can focus on running the business and not necessarily running the actual network, right? Uh, and this is where some of these data points on how many people really want to not worry about lifecycle management or the network performance uh, guarantees or um, uh, how many people want to free up their IT resources for 
strategic initiatives uh, and uh, want to focus on network security and more. So it is clear the focus is shifting, but it remains very much a dominant part of our every walk of life that we can imagine. Yeah, it's uh, interesting. Uh, last week, I, when I was in Massachusetts, we had the hurricane come through and we lost power and my kids were beside themselves upset. Uh, not about losing power, but about losing the internet. So I think that's just <laughs> you know, one small improvement for that. Now, we're going to be talking about something called Network as a Service, also known as NAS. Uh, this is a term that I hear over and over and over again. So can you uh, help the audience understand what exactly is NAS and, and how is it changing networking? So you're absolutely right. Uh, the word NAS has been around for a very long time. This is not anything new uh, by any means. And traditionally, the NAS has been thought about as something for the legacy products, uh, also by the legacy managed service providers to bundle up, bundle up the products with some consulting professional and the management service contracts, right? That's what people have done. But at the heart of it, there is no technology innovation, right? But it's been a lot of creative financing where uh, customers honestly are being asked to pay uh, more taxes on top of a lot of high-end products, right? Uh, through different models. And uh, you can see that yeah, it's a lot of uh, different bundles emerge as a result of that when it comes to uh, uh, the licensing and the SKUs and the features to uh, make it work. Uh, you know, we have taken a fundamentally a very different approach. Uh, we took an approach where we felt that we needed to build something from a clean sheet of paper, um, just as what a cloud did to compute and storage. And then honestly, to, to really do this, uh, we had to reimagine. Uh, we had to first deconstruct and then reinvent the network connectivity for the hyper-connected cloud-first world, right? This is where we introduced the concept of uh, self-healing because we were really aiming for how can we reduce the human dependence on management of the network from day one, right? and eliminate all the complexity which has contributed to the reliability and create something what we call an always-on network. So when we talk about NAS, it is about a disruptive simplicity, ruthless automation, ultra-secure, very high performance, and then we truly deliver this uh, as a service which is backed by the service-level agreements that matter the most to the customer, such as availability capacity. Right? We have now deployments in some locations where we have been there for more than a year. Uh, some of the customers have absolutely gone to zero trouble tickets during that time. That is not easy to achieve, as you and I know, right? So, and also the second part, which is very important, is that when you achieve uh, tw uh, 25 X, the faster resolution in terms of uh, even if the trouble or the bug is identified, your ability to really uh, resolve that bug in the record time, they all contribute to significantly reduced downtime, right? This is what 
what we have done. Uh, and I mean, one more point, by the way, because we are building it from scratch, the entire stack is built from scratch, right? It's the most, uh, we have also created a single data set across everything that we do. So think about this, that when, so it is not something where people have to worry about, oh, this is what it means at element A, it might mean something different. It means the same thing because it's all looking at the single uh, source of data and single source of truth, right? Which has a huge value for us to be able to provide that quality of the service and um, what we do. This is where we believe that uh, the new model uh, really comes into play. And we, by the way, truly provide this as a, it's a out of box business model. Like, you know what, once again, what the cloud provide, cloud providers rather uh, provided. Uh, so our model is completely out of box. People pay for what they use. Uh, we either provide it based on the user per month. We give them allowance on number of devices. We also provide in the applications where they may be manufacturing or warehouses on per square footage that we need to, right? So it's a very different play. Uh, the new model is very distinct from the existing NAS. And I would say in a couple of ways, one is there is a laser focus on operations and on the uptime. We eliminate all the manual workflows during the entire lifecycle management. And we enable the campus-wide or enterprise-wide zero trust with minimal effort from the customers, right? So this is where our model is completely a different model, completely disruptive. And we are hoping that uh, the, the market will move to this. And we have some uh, uh, decent uh, uh, validation points from a couple of uh, very uh, prestigious uh, analysts who, who believe that the market will head in this direction. Yeah, so um, let's talk about that more in a bit. I'm, so it, it, to sum it up then, if, if I were to think about the legacy vendor approach to NAS, that was really an exercise in just trying to deliver the same network with a digital different financial model where you're trying to evolve that network and be more outcome driven. Is that, is that a good way to think about it? Correct. I mean, like, you know, we, we, are, we, we are really providing this as, uh, like, you know, every aspect of what we have done, this is from the point of view of service, uptime, and operations. That, that's all we have really focused on, an insane level of simplicity. So think about this, like, you know, in our universe, for example, nobody for the network elements, nobody ever has to know or touch config, period. It automatically, once the equipment is wrecked and stacked and the QR codes are scanned in, it automatically comes up. This is the way we have fundamentally built the service from ground up. There are no manuals. Why? Because when you buy iPhone, there is no manual. So we wanted it to be that simple and that easy. Yeah. So you and um, you brought up, uh, I want to drill deep into a term that you brought up with zero trust. And this is another buzzword that I hear a lot about, right? Um, uh, everyone's a zero trust vendor today. So can you can you talk about what zero trust is, um, how it changes the security model? Uh, versus traditional networks, and then how NAS fits into that. Yeah, so it's a, to us, it's a very, uh, uh, we thought about this uh, 
from uh, day one, once again, when it came to uh, zero trust. This is nothing new to us. So we have thought about uh, security very holistically, pretty much uh, across everything that we do, right? And uh, uh, as part of this, we have we have looked at uh, the network. We have looked at uh, we have uh, looked at uh, uh, the cloud, and we have looked at the data. We have pretty much looked at it across the board, right? Uh, so first and foremost, uh, what I would say is that uh, uh, looking at this at a network level, we follow very very strict and very stringent zero trust access model. Uh, we also follow zero trust network model. Uh, we encrypt end-to-end -end traffic. Every single hardware element that we have designed, they all are embedded with the MaxEx chip. Uh, the traffic is completely encrypted. Now think about this uh, uh, in networking uh, scenario. When you do not let anyone access any of the elements, meaning our employees, partners, or the IT cannot really, there is no console port. There is no way to access anything. It's truly, we provide a ton of visibility and ton of control, by the way, to IT. However, there is no way for anybody to get in. So you remove, by default, you remove so much of surface area from attack completely, right? Number one. Number two, and you control, by the way, IT can control their own security policies, right? We, when it comes to cloud, we protect data in transit and at rest. We provide a very strong identity and access management, right? We uh, follow Google's Beyond Corp model, security at all layers. We automate uh, security best practices and operations. And you know, we are 27,001 SOC 2 type 2, as well as GDPR, PCI, CCPI, CCPA, and HIPAA compliant. When it comes to data, by the way, we follow uh, Google and Apple's model. So Google's model, putting it in the cloud, but Apple's model that you, we encrypt all the data, so you bring your own keys, okay, period. So we encrypt all the data, we hand over the keys to the end customer, and we said, you own all, all the keys. If and when, God forbid, when we run into a software bug, we would, our engineer would ask them to decrypt a couple of flows that we can take a look at. So this is the foundation that we have created. So let's say now the people have bought into this concept of, of NAS and they understand that you know not all NAS is created equal. Um, one of the things I hear about a lot from my CIO uh, customers is technical debt, right? That there's a lot of tech debt out there. So even if NAS is the end state vision, getting there can be quite difficult. And so can you talk about how customers can think about transitioning from where they are today with all the legacy stuff in there um, to, to, to a NAS model uh, that gives them that freedom and um, you know, dynamism they need in their network. Absolutely. You know, once again, uh, this on this front, uh, they will find some parallels to the early uh, cloud days, right? Um, 
people were a lot of lift and shift in cloud days, right? Uh, uh, I'm sorry. There's a lot of lift and shift in the early cloud days. Yeah, exactly. Right. I mean, the thing is that although I would say that what we have seen, by the way, so far is that most of our installations have been in the brownfield environments. They are not in the greenfield. Greenfield is obviously uh, much easier, much simpler. You can come in. There's no no legacy there. You come in and you just uh, do it right, and it's it's much simpler. We have done this in the brownfield environments, like you know some of the some of the uh, uh, customer profiles that we have talked about publicly at companies like SDI, Unifor, some of the schools like Stanford. University of Missouri, Kansas City, and uh, places like that—they are all about—they uh, are all about uh, the brownfield environment, right? And the way we have done it at the brownfield is that typically what they would do is they would give us—they would give us a floor or they would give us a small building to begin, and then they feel comfortable just the way it happened in the old days where it was uh, the, you moved some data you moved maybe a couple of apps right you didn't move the entire enterprise workload so you moved you you moved with uh, a, a floor or a building and then you built up i think one of the first thing that they have to get into their mind is that what we are delivering is at the end of the day is secure connectivity as a service as a utility and I always say this, that when you and I use water or power in any of the building, we turn on the switch or we open the tap and we consume what we need to. We never think twice to say, gee, that snowpack in Sierra, how did it uh, come to my water tap, right? I'm sure somebody did that, right? And I, I pay my monthly bill for the water or same thing for power we are trying to bring networking to that level of simplicity and it's a journey it will not be uh easy day one they will always because of the legacy that has been created for over 40 some more years it's going to be something that people will really come to terms with well uh, uh you know thanks for that and thanks for that explanation um i'm looking at the clock here and i think i'm gonna just ask you one last question so uh do you have do you have any final words of wisdom on how zero trust and nas should fit into a company strategy and if they're for people listening to this uh give them a, you know one piece of advice of what they should do next to help them prepare for this way um what i would what i would say is that uh, the market transitions uh, happen for good reasons. We have, we all have seen this over the decades. I have been in business for 45 plus years and I saw them in the computer industry uh, in my early days in Boston, right? And this is where I learned some uh, tough lessons, right? That as to what is there uh, to come. And when I, when I see some of the parallels, I see that, uh, what we have, what we saw, and what we witnessed. By the way, this was one of the pivotal moments for me to really start Nile, right? Uh, because I always viewed that the major transitions provide the opportunities to disrupt, right? I saw them on three dimensions on the market front with cloud and IoT, technology front 
with AIML and softbots. We didn't get a chance to talk about AIML because, you know, our DNA, by the way, is all about AIML. And the third one is the business model, something as a service. When I saw the confluence of these three transitions coming into play, I said, aha, here is an opportunity to disrupt a 40-plus-year-old uh, insanely capital and operations-intensive uh, industry, right? That I was so part of it for more than 30 years, right? So uh, when people think about it, uh, think about uh, adopting NAS and going the new way, they should really reflect on the benefits that, uh, you know, the cloud brought to, uh, uh, you know, cl uh, cloud brought to uh, uh, things like consumption, agility, flexibility, so on and so forth. And if they really think in those terms to say they want to really get into uh, shifting from CapEx to OpEx, you don't have to affront all this cost. You don't want to have to worry about managing this. It is managed behind the scene and, and it's giving you the results that you expect. And by the way, it's going to be insanely secure beyond anything that you can imagine today. This is where, like, by the way, our close and tight integration with a company like Palo Alto Networks uh, is coming in very handy. That what we, when we combine our offer with their Prisma architecture, it provides end-to-end -end all the way from uh, device and application all the way to the internet, that incredibly powerful and incredibly secure service is very unique. So if you are looking for something uh, uh, insanely simple, uh, uh, something which is uh, like, you know, airtight from the point of view of security, like Fort Knox, uh, if you're thinking about um, uh, the uh, something which is uh, highly, highly automated and uh, AI fine-tuning your service, uh, think about this as analogous to uh, uh, putting uh, uh, Tesla in an autonomous mode, right? A human pair of eyes can never beat that, right? Because it has hundreds of sensors all around it. That's what we do. That's what we have. We use loads and loads of sensors, physical and virtual, and we have an incredible power of AIML that we use to constantly automate and uh, manage the service for you. What we produce is fantastic and result, and we top it all off with a huge amount of reduction in total cost of ownership. If that's what is appealing to you, please call us. Thank you. Yeah. All right. Yeah. And uh, in fact, um, uh, to wrap things up, I'll just leave everybody with this thought. I think the cloud and that cloud operating model has impacted uh, almost every part of IT with the loan holdout being the network. And so companies like Now Technologies are actually trying to bring that level of cloud agility to the network. And exactly. So, uh, Pankaj, yeah, you know, thanks for joining me today. I really appreciate you coming, appreciate you coming on. Uh, perhaps we need to do another one of these on AI and ML. Uh, that would be an interesting. Yes, we love to. Yeah. So We love to. Well, thank you, my friend. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for the discussion today. All right, Pankaj, well, thanks for joining me today. I really appreciate you coming on. 
Also, thanks everyone out there for listening. We hope you took away a lot from today's podcast. And for further information on what we've been talking about, please head over to nowsecure.com. We'll be back next week with another episode in our podcast series. Until then, please make sure you subscribe to this podcast on all major platforms and follow the conversation on our social platforms at EM360Tech on Twitter and LinkedIn. And for more great daily content, head over to EM360Tech.com. On behalf of Pankaj Patel, CEO of Nile, I'm CS Caravala from ZK Research saying thank you for listening.